helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. The term McCarthyism has become an epithet. It's meant to remind people of a time when Joseph McCarthy used his position in Congress to investigate anyone he thought may be a communist or at least a sympathizer. Often used as an example of irrational fears run amok, later evidence showed that not only were Mr. McCarthy's fears justified, there were actually far more communists in government offices than he thought. In fact, not only is communism and its collectivist allies alive and well in America, it seems to have taken over a large swaths of our society. Hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. You know, I grew up, I was a child of the Cold War. Born in the 1960s, I remember, you know, the duck and cover drills and the, the, the Cold War and the fight between, well, America and the West and, and the Soviet Union and other communist uh, nations, they, they helped support the entire you know, Eastern Bloc, the, the, the Iron Curtain. I remember all that. It was, it was part of our lives. So when someone, you know, when I see communism being promoted, I, I always wonder, do you actually look at what the outcome of that is? And, and very often the answer is, well, they just didn't do it right. As, as if, you know, stepping on the nail and, and, and feeling a pain says, well, you just didn't step on the nail right. You jump off the cliff and fall. Well, you just didn't jump off the cliff right. So when I talk to people like, like Dr. Ming Wang, a survivor of Mao's Cultural Revolution, who, who came to the United States and, and, and made a, a success of himself. In fact, there's a movie out entitled Sight, uh, which is uh, much of his life story, um, or a book called From Darkness to Sight. I've had the pleasure of, of meeting Mr. Uh, Dr. Wang several times and, and interviewing him on the program. When people who have experienced communism talk about it, I listen to what they have to say. When, when, when people who have been through this um, warn me of what's going on, I tend to listen. What's going on in America is a communist takeover. And the goal was very clear, absolute power, just like what Mao did during the Cultural Revolution in China. Now, those were the words of Zi Van Fleet, who lived under communism in China, under Mao Zedong. And you know, so when she speaks, I tend to listen, along with others. There are plenty of others that speak this way from all around the, the, the world. But are we listening? Listen, you know, hearing these things, it reminded me of something Daniel Webster wrote back in 1837. He said, I apprehend no danger to our country from a foreign foe. Our destruction, should it come at all, will be from another quarter, from the inattention of the people to the concerns of their government, from their carelessness and negligence. I must confess that I do apprehend some danger. Crescent words. Our destruction doesn't come from the outside, but from the inside. He went on to say, I fear that they may place too implicit a confidence in their public servants and fail properly to scrutinize their conduct that in this way they may be made dupes of designing men and become the instruments of their own undoing. 
Just think of the things the American people have placed blind confidence in those in government. Retirement, health care, food and drug safety, education, energy, just to name a few. Yet no matter how often government fails, the answer always seems to be a call to give them even more power. The collapse of our republic should be laid not at the feet of some nameless, faceless bureaucrat in Washington, but at the feet of the American people who have been duped by their false promises. But I remember something else, because there is one area where I think Mr. Webster got it wrong. Because he says he sees no real danger from a foreign foe. But there was, and there is. They've used our carelessness and neglect not only to accelerate our destruction, but to supplant the American way with a collectivist communist agenda. So I remember a 1984 interview with former KGB officer Yuri Bezmenov. He was, again, being part of the KGB, he was familiar with a lot of what was happening. He actually defected to Canada in 1970, and he started detailing what he referred to, or what the Soviets referred to as, ideological subversion. Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Now again, this is a this is a 1984, it's a 1984 interview with Mr. G. Edward Griffin. Um, I, I found the video on YouTube. Uh, not my favorite platform, but they had the information. And these are clips coming from that interview back in 1984. Now, he, Mr. Besmanov then goes on and he starts to describe this this ideological subversion, these active measures, in some detail. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, 
are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. Remember, Mr. Bezmanov is speaking in 1984. Today, we have people that refuse to believe video evidence of the atrocities committed by Hamas against civilians in Israel. We, we have others that line up to get vaccinated in, in the face of evidence that these vaccines are neither safe nor effective. Now, as Mr. Bezmanov describes, there is still more to come. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get... Uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. Yet here we have today governments and private actors censoring information they don't like. We have cancel culture that tries to punish individuals and businesses for expressing ideas contrary to the agenda of the apparatchik. In short, Mr. Bezmanov describes this phase of demoralization of America was, well, it was completed even before his 1984 interview. And we've gone far, far beyond that since. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically America is stuck with, with demoralization and unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. Ladies and gentlemen, that was 39 years ago. We could have turned the demoralization around twice, yet the American people were unwilling to do so. Rather, we have let the American education system poison the minds of several generations with little, if any, challenge.
We stood by while the federal government illegally meddled in our education system, making things worse. So what is the logical conclusion that our future holds? The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. This time bomb that Mr. Besmanov has been talking about has been ticking for almost four decades. That is four decades of propaganda being pumped into the minds of the rising generations. Four decades of people being told the lie is the truth. Four decades of opportunities to restore not only the Constitution, but the American way of life lost. Where does that leave us? What can we do? Well, uh, the, the, um, the immediate thing that comes to my mind is, of course, there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in, in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, nothing ever can help the United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom, including freedoms to, to homosexuals, to a prison inmate. All this freedom will vanish, evaporate in, in five seconds, including your precious lives. The answer seems simple. If we wish to remain free, we start with educating the people. As John Jay put it, teach the rising generation to be free. We need to teach, teach the spirit of real patriotism and the dangers of collectivist systems in all their forms. If we fail at this, you can wave goodbye to your freedoms. There's a problem, though, at least in most aspects. See, it's the government actors that have been leading this country to destruction, which leads us to the second solution, the second part of the solution that Mr. Bezmanov talks about? Um, the second thing, I, the moment at least part of the United States population is convinced that the danger is real, they have to force their government. And I'm not talking about sending letters, signing petitions, and all this beautiful, noble activity. I'm talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism. Because there is no other problem more burning and, and urgent than to stop the Soviet military-industrial complex from destroying what is, whatever is left of the free world. If we wish to be free, we the people must do something. It is up to us to force the government to stop aiding the collectivists. I don't mean denying their rights, but stop aiding and abetting those that are trying to destroy this country. Stop the federal funding of education. Stop the subsidizing of the collectivist agenda. Not by writing letters or signing petitions, but by making the politicians more afraid of disappointing the American people than their donors and the political parties. You know, as Daniel Webster wrote, he said, make them intelligent and they will be vigilant. Give them the means of detecting the wrong and they will apply the remedy. See, while Mr. Bezanoff is right about many things, there's one thing I think he got wrong, one thing he missed. How do we force governments to stop supporting collectivists and start honoring their oath to support the Constitution? 
How do we educate the people in the spirit of real patriotism? We cannot expect the same government that is promoting collectivism to teach our children the spirit of liberty. That job falls to us. Actually, that job always fell to us. We've just been convinced to turn it over to government, the very government that's destroying the nation. Now it's time to take it back. The question is, will we learn the lesson from Mr. Besmanov and others, the ones he tried to teach us back in 1984? Do we still have time to save the republic? Whether we're past the point of no return or not, what is our alternative? Do we simply give up and drown in the tyranny of others or fight for every last breath of freedom we can? Now, if we're going to do that, we have to start by making sure we get information to educate ourselves and, and, and others with that doesn't, that doesn't simply come from the, the government-approved narrative. That isn't filtered by what government actors say is misinformation and disinformation. And a great place to do that is AmericaOutloud.news. I go there every day for information, for all sorts of news. I, I get articles and videos, podcasts and stories that we find useful. And what I want you to do is the same thing. Go to, again, AmericaOutloud.news. When you find those articles or the podcasts or the videos that really speak to you, that you think are truly important, do something with them. That's where we start. We don't start, you know, how do you eat the an elephant one bite at a time? Well, your first bite is to take this news, this information, and hopefully including this episode, and share it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how we stand against the communists and secure the blessings of liberty. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout.
Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. Today we're talking about communism in America. I'm sure people looked at that title or they listened to the, the claim I made at the very beginning that communism is alive and well here in the United States of America, and they saw it as, well, being hyperbolic. I'm overreacting. That's not true, Paul. We would never let that happen. Take a look around. Now, you call it communism, Marxism, Leninism, Maoism. They're all collectivist ideas. It's all this idea of the collective, you know, everyone's uh, um, part of a collective, well, kind of like the Borg. They get told what to do. The, the people in charge set all the rules, and then you're expected to live within that collectivist society. Can you say that's not here in the United States when the Biden administration tries to effectively outlaw gasoline-powered vehicles because he wants everyone they want everyone to use electric vehicles when they they try to ban the sale of gas stoves, gas cooktops, gas water heaters, gas I don't know what what uh, um clothes dryers when they try to regulate every aspect of your life when the um there was National Transportation Safety Board wants to have every new vehicle in the in America uh, connected with with a a speed monitoring software. They want the federal government wants to monitor how fast you are going, and it's only a hop, skip, and a jump going from speed monitoring to speed enforcing. How well we had an emergency, right? There was a multi-vehicle collision in Las Vegas. And because of that, that involves some fatalities, now the federal government says, we are going to control things. Now, what's interesting, it says that, that uh, the accident was created by, they say, excessive speed and drug-induced driving. Oh, okay, so somehow we're going to deal with the excessive speed, but not the drug-induced driving? They've already tried that, right? They wanted to put a breathalyzer. They want to put an impairment monitor in every system. They want to control you and your car. Now, listen, excessive speed is dangerous. Okay, especially if you don't have no clue what you're doing. I know a lot of people that, that you know, have a hard time driving at 45, much less, uh, you know, 75. But is the government's job to, in, to tell you not only how fast you can go, but to enforce it monolithically? Where's your freedom when the government dictates? You know what? We're going to turn the interstates down from, from 70 to 45 because that'll save fuel. And, you know, we don't want all the carbon. And, oh, by the way, if you buy an electric vehicle, you can go 70. But if you buy a, a gas vehicle, we're going to... What makes you think they're not going to do that? CBDCs, right? They're the government, they want electronic money. Sure, they can mo then monitor every transaction you make. Not because you're a criminal, because they assume you're they, they they assume you're criminal. You're considered guilty until proven innocent. Well, criminals use cash, so why are you punishing the innocent? And how long is it before they go from monitoring to enforcing? I'm sorry, Mr. Citizen, but you're not allowed to buy that much gasoline a month because it's too bad for the environment. I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Citizen, you've purchased enough ammo this month. You're not going to be allowed to buy anymore. I'm sorry, Mr. Citizen, you've purchased enough uh, medication. You're not allowed anymore. 
Are you seeing the history of government controlling your life? Now we find out that the White House, I shouldn't say now, we, we have more information, the fact that the White House and AT&T conspired to spy on you. Yes, conspired. I, I said it's a conspiracy. They colluded. They conspired. You see, AT&T simply handed their records over to, well, the federal government. See, there's this project called the Hemisphere Project. It's been a long-running project. In fact, uh, uh, Senator Wyden sent a letter uh, to the White House asking about this. He they asked uh, about the Hemisphere Project, which he describes as a long-running dragnet surveillance program in which the White House pays AT&T to provide all federal, state, local, and tribal law enforcement agencies the ability to request often warrantless searches of trillions of domestic phone records. I'm glad I don't use AT&T. Maybe it's, maybe it's just uh, uh, destiny, but uh, AT&T has never worked well where I live, so I don't have AT&T. And now I'm glad, because now we're finding that, you know, the imagine, state local law enforcement can simply contact AT&T. Hey, give me all the data on Joe Citizen, on Jane Citizen. We don't need warrant. We don't, we don't need no stinking warrant. We're just going to ignore the Fourth Amendment. But Paul, it's a private company. They, you know, there, there's no expectation of privacy. It's not a question of privacy. The Fourth Amendment says you're secure from unreasonable searches. How do you make a, a search reasonable? You have probable cause, and you prove it. You show it, right? Probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation. You take it to a judge. Say, he here, I have probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, that uh, uh, you know somebody is doing something criminal. Let me go search through his his uh, uh, phone records. Then you go and you present that warrant to AT&T and say, give me this data. We're just going to ignore that. The KGB would have been falling over themselves with this ability. What? We can simply ask the, 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 the state phone company to give us all these records? Tell me this isn't a, a, a communist state. Ladies and gentlemen, these are only some examples. There are so many more where the federal government says, we simply think we're in charge, we govern, we rule, and we are going to tell you how you're allowed to live. We're going to watch you, we're going to monitor you, we're going to make sure you follow our laws and edicts, even though the vast majority of them are void. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, void, empty, meaningless, as if they did not exist. But you see, most Americans don't know that. So we don't apply that. It was Alexander Hamblin in Federalist 78 that said, no legislative act, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. To deny this would be to affirm that the deputy is greater than his principal, the servant above his master, that the representatives of the people are superior to the people themselves. The court, the Supreme Court, in the uh, 1886 case, Norton v. Shelby County, pointed out that uh, an unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It imposes no duties. It affords no protections. It creates no office. It is in legal contemplation as inoperative as though it had never been passed. 
Do you realize, do the American people have a clue of just how much of these unconstitutional laws, rules, rules and regulations are used to control our lives each and every day? And now, President Biden wants control of the supply chain. That's right. He wants to put the federal government in control of not only you, but all the manufacturers of the stuff you use. They want to set the rules for how you get it, where you get it, when you get it, why you get it. What in God's name would make you think that they're going to limit this in any way, shape, or form? Now, it, it, it's funny. Uh, Education Secretary Cardona, another, guess what? A man with an illegal job that doesn't legally exist, that, that embezzles money from the American people every day, he butchered Ronald Reagan's uh, pronouncement. He said, uh, you know, we're from the government and we're here to, to help. Except that's not exactly what President Reagan said. What he says, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, we're from the government and we're here to help. The very idea that they're trying to help us should terrify us. But yet we keep letting them do it. We keep sitting back while they take over more and more and more. And I'm tired of the people saying, well, you know what? The Republicans will help. Just we're going to need to elect Republicans. The Republicans will help. Guess what? It appears Speaker Johnson is considering slipping the reauthorization of 702 of FISA into the defense bill. Now, if you don't know what 702 of FISA is, I believe this was part of the Patriot Act. It's a law that violates the Constitution, violates the Fourth Amendment, but claims to give the federal government the ability to spy on you. See, all they need to do is find somebody they say is, you know what, uh, uh, you're, you're supposed to target a foreign actor, right? Somebody, uh, uh, some foreign entity, you have a legitimate reason to spy on them, so you start collecting all of their electronic exhaust, all their data, all their emails, all their phone calls, all their text messages. But it goes beyond that because the government says we can not only collect their data, we can collect the, the data of the people they are talking to and the data of the people the next generation is talking to. So just imagine this, right? Um, let's say you have somebody who the government is after, you know, like a, maybe a pro-life activist or somebody from January 6th. And, and, you know, the, you think you, somehow they flag him as, as a foreign actor and, and dangerous. So they use this 702 and uh, they look at all of his emails and they look at all his Facebook posts and look at everybody that's read those Facebook posts and said, well, I can now look at everything that person did. And then that person, they say, that's in the root. We can look at everything that that second person communicated and everybody who read that as well. 702 is one of the greatest violations of the Fourth Amendment I have, I've seen, and it's about to expire. But of course, the communists in government, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that includes the Republicans, are prepared to reauthorize it. Sure, spy on the American people. We don't care. We have evidence it was used to spy on a presidential candidate, not because of any crime, but because of a because of of um, a, a, the, the, the DNC, the, the Democrat, Hillary Clinton got opposition research and that was used as an excuse to spy on a candidate because the Democrats didn't like him. 
and it was used to interfere and inhibit the administration of a Republican by a Republican administration, and you think it's not going to be used against you? I've already mentioned the fact that uh, uh, the the uh, air marshals have been targeted, not have been removed from investigating terrorism to target people who flew into the D.C. area around January 6, 2021. Not someone who's been convicted, not someone who's been charged, not someone who's even shown to be at the Capitol. If you simply flew into the area between the 5th and the 7th of January uh, 2021, you're being followed by air marshals. Tell me this is not the Soviet Union reborn. This is not the secret police of the uh, of Mao's China. And rather than seeing this gross violation and shooting it dead, metaphorically, we now have a Republican Speaker of the House that's trying to reauthorize the spying on the American people. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, but Paul, we have our rights, right? We have our rights. Well, do you? There was a three-judge panel of the Ninth Circus. Yes, circus. This is a joke. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals came to the decision that your Miranda rights don't apply, well, in certain situations. Everyone knows where Miranda, right? If you watch any um, cop procedural, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot, if you, uh, cannot afford one, one will be provided for you at no cost. You know, that warning. Well, this group said, you know what? If you're being arrested for, for civil immigration, you don't have Miranda rights. Meaning, if you're being arrested because some, they think, they think, they think, they haven't proven, they think that you are here illegally, then uh, you don't need Miranda warning. You, you you can be you don't you, you don't need to be told yes you have a right to remain silent you don't need to be told these things doesn't mean you have those rights but guess what what if you if you're not familiar with those yes I've said we've all watched them on TV but what if you're here legally and you get caught up in one of these these uh, uh, sweeps for illegal uh, aliens and you don't realize because you haven't been here that long all the rules and all the laws. By the way, what happens when it's not a question of Miranda? What happens when you are accused of insurrection, you know, for showing up at a demonstration at the wrong place at the wrong time, and some court somewhere says, nope, you don't, you don't have Miranda rights anymore. You don't have Miranda rights. You don't have Fourth Amendment rights. You don't have Fifth Amendment rights. You don't have uh, Eighth Amendment rights. Well, they did it to the Japanese in World War II. What makes you think they won't do it to us today? You think you have rights, not if you don't learn how to enforce them, not if you don't learn how to defend and assert them. And I've got so much more, but I have to take another break. Um, before I go, though, you know, things get crazy, right? Think, you're running around sometimes and, you know, it, you really need a good night's sleep. I need a good night's sleep to do what I do between the, the radio program and the website and the articles and the videos and the interviews. Sometimes I have a hard time falling asleep. But guess what? I've found the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep. Help me fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed. 
It's Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. It works great. It's a, it's a gel pack, which means I throw them in my bag when I travel. It works really, really well. You can find out more at americaoutloud.shop. But here's what I'll tell you. If you want to get 25% off your first order at Healthy Cell, use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. That's right. You can, Again, you find the details at americaoutloud.shop. But what's nice is if you use that code at checkout, it lets them know you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, they give you 25% off your first order. So check it out today. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hey, everyone. Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. Boy, we're talking about communism in America, and it is everywhere. For example, I've used so many examples. There's more. I got lots to get to. How about this one? We have millions of people illegally entering this country. And what seems to be the priority of the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Mr. Mayorkas? He has ordered border guards not to misgender illegal aliens. 
that's right. You're breaking into our country. You're breaking the laws coming here. And he's more worried about whether you, you know, when you're calling men and women, men and women, that they may that they may think they're not they're something else. This lady and gentleman is stupid on a level I cannot even imagine. That, that, that's like saying someone is breaking into your home. And as you confront the assailant, before you tell him to get out of your house, you have to ask them, what are your pronouns? Idiot! We have a border problem that is crippling this country. And he's worried about pronouns? Get some perspective, man. But then again, why? I'm really not that surprised. Because now it appears that the Biden administration wants to force every recipient of a federal grant into adopting transgender policies. He wants to create rules where if you get a dime from the federal government, understand, this is the bribery turned into extortion. See, the, American, uh, the federal government's been bribing the American people for decades. Here, we'll give you money for this program and money for that program. Just do what we want. And now one idiot at the top wants to turn us into some transgender nonsense and he's willing to extort to to extort the american people with their own tax dollars ladies and gentlemen how is this not a communist nation where one man at the top can order that certain rules be put in place to tell you what to do with your business now, granted you shouldn't be taking this federal money anyway i'm trying to get a meeting with the uh, a group here in Tennessee, the um, they're, they're looking at uh, the the state is actually looking at no longer taking federal uh, education dollars. I wanted to show that that by taking federal education dollars, the state is not only participating in bribery, but they are conspiring to embezzle the and and extort the American people. Here's another example of the extortion. Oh, you have a political agenda? If you don't follow it, we'll cut off your money. Sometimes they're not even as subtle as that. See, Amtrak wants to steal DC's Union Station. Yes, steal it. See, they're, they're, Amtrak is claiming uh, eminent domain privileges to uh, take control of Union Station because they think they can run it better than the city of Washington, D.C. I mean, that's, there's, a, there's a lawsuit now that Amtrak wants to take over Union Station because they think, in the, according to the lawsuit, that they are better suited to manage and operate it because, well, they have decades of experience. Ladies and gentlemen, I've ridden Amtrak. They have decades of experience in failure. Amtrak has never broke even, never that I'm aware of. Their service is iffy at best. They've got some of the readers and strangest rules in place. And, and oh, by the way, they have some of the worst on-time records of any transportation system. But you see, they claim that uh, the federal law gives them the, gives the power of eminent domain, except it does not. Because the federal government cannot take a power it has of eminent domain and simply transfer it to some quasi-private company. This is the federal government taking a, 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 a company they created that's been a financial and, and practical failure and saying they can steal. That's right, steal. This is outright theft. Steal property from the city of Washington, D.C. because they think they can run it better. 
ladies and gentlemen, if a government-affiliated company can simply steal, take over because they think they know better, America's a communist nation. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Your freedom is gone. The federal government can say, hey, I can, I can use your house better than you can. I can use your business better than you can. I can live your life. I can tell you how to live your life better than you can. That is what we're living in. And meanwhile, while we're dealing with a outrageous debt, crazy deficits, aliens coming over the border, wars and you know, funding of wars in Ukraine and Israel, what is Elizabeth Warren worried about? The cost of your sandwich. That's right. She's concerned that if the company that owns Jimmy John's and McAllister Deli also purchases a subway, well, they might create a sandwich monopoly and you wouldn't be able to get your, your you know, six-inch sub with turkey and bacon and ranch dressing. That's her concern. Again, the federal government saying, well, we don't like it. You can't buy that business. You, you, can't, you can't decide how to run that business. You cannot be allowed to do that. Well, because, well, you might have a monopoly, except the only monopolies that exist are created by government. You see, the reason most people eat at Subway or, or Jimmy John's or McAllister Deli is not because they have no other choice. It's because they like their food or the price is right or whatever reason they do. The government doesn't like that. They want to be in control of everything. She wants to stick the, the Federal Trade Commission, again, Federal Trade Commission, on, these com on, on this, this company for trying to buy Subway Let's face it, because she's a communist. I don't care if she uses the label or not. She's a communist. She thinks the government should consider, control everything. Now, of course, they say, well, you know, these are, they, they have regulations. Well, guess what? The Supreme Court is going to hear a case to see whether these, these um, administrative law courts are constitutional. Oh, my God. I, hope, I can't wait to see this particular one. This one is great. Because, again, think of it this way. An administrative law court is not part of the judicial branch. It's part of the executive branch. Everybody in that court, except the defendant, works for the federal government. The defense uh, counsel, the judge, the, the prosecution, all of them work for the federal government. And they think that's justice? They think that's due process? Now I'm really I, I do want to follow this case. I think it's it should be interesting. It's and I, and I will be following this case. But understand, it's the very premise that we can bypass the Constitution, we can bypass the laws, we can be judge, jury, and executioner. In that case, there is no due process, there is no justice, and in fact, we've become a communist nation because you have no rights when the the one entity, the, the all the power is vested in one. In, in one branch of government. That's what our, the, the framers of the Constitution did everything they could to avoid. But you see, we the people have been too stupid and too lazy to stand up and say no to prevent this from happening. And as much as I hate both political parties, and I mean, I hate both of them, there is one that has been shown repeatedly to be outright dictators. See, the, 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 the Democratic Party, the leftist Marxist Leninists, hate justices of the Supreme Court that don't kowtow to their agenda. I'll go all the way back, you, you have, I mean, Justice Thomas, Bork, 
Even Justice Bork, or I should say appointee Bork, he, he was nominated. They go after them. And they've been doing it ever since. Because if they don't get to the if they don't get the opinions they like, they simply threaten the court. They threaten impeachment. They threaten to pack the court. Well, now they've got a new twist. They want to start summoning justice of friends of the justice that that they that they're after. You see, they've been trying to get at, they've been after Justice Thomas since before he was on the uh, the Supreme Court, and now you have Dick Durbin, Durbin and uh, 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 Sheldon Whitehouse that want to subpoena a friend, a 25-year, you know, a friend of Justice Thomas, because they know they've got no evidence, they've got no proof, they have no probable cause, but they know that, that uh, you know, if they can, they can slander Justice Thomas, they have an excuse to, take it, to get him off the bench, to, to subpoena him. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the, the, uh, 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 the use of, of the of impeachment power because these are senators they cannot impeach anybody this is an ongoing attempt to subvert the court to put make the court subservient to the powers that be in the in the legislative branch if you don't if we don't like what you're doing again there is oversight it's called the house of representative impeaches and the senate tries they're not even bothering. This is this is the act of a, of of, of a, uh, the apparatchik of the Soviet Union. And you know what? You you know again this is this is one political party targeting another political party, and we shouldn't be surprised. And now we have the GOP, the other side, saying, "Fine, if you are going to subpoena friends of." The, uh, of justices of uh, uh, of a justice you don't like, well, members of the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees say they have a hundred and fifty subpoenas lined up to go after Democrats. See, this is all about Harlan Crow and this belief that um, that even though Mr. Crow has not had a case before Justice Thomas, somehow he's influencing Justice Thomas. You know, by having him over for dinner. By taking him on vacation, says so fine. Here's what we'll do: the the, the Republicans saying, uh, you know, donors that have have uh, say flown the President Biden and his family for Thanksgiving week, we'll go after them and others and others. This is not, ladies and gentlemen, justice. This is the, as George Washington put it. The alternate domination of one faction over another, sharpened by the spirit of revenge, natural to party dissension, creating a frightful despotism. Another word for that, that's communism. That's a collective control of everyone and everything. Now, what can we do? If, if, um, if Mr. Bezmanov was right, if it was our, if Mr. Webster was right, if it's our inattention that has brought us here, what can we do to change things? Well, what did Mr. Webster say? Make them intelligent and they will be vigilant. Give them the means of detecting the wrong and they will apply the remedy. Who is they? Who are them? That is, we, the people. 
We need to make we the people intelligent. And the first way we do that is by no longer depending on government actors to educate us and our children. I'm not saying you have to pull your kids out of public school, although I would recommend it. I'm not saying you should pull them out of some of the private schools, because a lot of the private schools are teaching the same thing the government schools are. I recommend it. I'm not saying you have to. You have to take responsibility for your own education and the education of your children. Get the bananas out of the ears. Stop letting them be filled, their brains be filled with lies and muck. Teach them the truth. Teach them what the Constitution says. Teach them about freedom and liberty. Teach them. Show them the evidence of the, the destruction of communist nations. You know, there's a reason why the only communist nation that has survived was China, which, interestingly, after Mao kind of went through a, a, a period of um, tamping down their communism a bit, allowing people more freedom, more control, and they've survived longer. Of course, then they come back and crack down again. But let me ask you, do you want to live in those types of places? Now, again, here at the Constitution, we're about studying the Constitution, which, as, as you know, John Jay said, by knowing your rights, you'll sooner be prepared to defend and assert them. That's what we want to do. We want you to know your rights so you can be prepared to defend and assert them. That's what we bring to help you. That's why I wrote my book, The Constitution Study, so that you can learn what the Constitution actually says, not the lies and drivel that come out of law schools. They don't teach the Constitution in law schools anymore. They teach the opinion of judges. You can do it. You say, but Paul, I'm just one person. That's right. And the journey of a thousand miles starts with but a step. You see, we keep thinking we have to solve all of it at once. You don't. What you have to do is I plant a seed. Here's a seed of freedom. You need to help that seed grow. Feed it with education. Feed it with truth. Learn to recognize the lie so you can weed that out and grow up free. But see, here's the interesting thing. When that seed grows, what does it do? It spreads more seeds. More seeds means more people whom we can feed with the truth, where we can weed out the lies, and then they grow and they mature and they spread more seeds. It's not as crazy as it sounds. It's not as hard as it sounds. It's certainly not um, without risk. It's certainly not without um, uh, diff, you know, effort. But I have to ask you, what is your freedom worth? What are your rights worth? What is the lives and future of your children worth? Because we have had decades to solve this problem. We have had decades to return, to return government to its rightful place as the servant of the people, not its master. And we have done nothing. Or I should say, we've done little. Now, I have to ask you, the same way Samuel Adams asked back in the 18th century, if you love wealth greater than liberty, the tranquility of servitude greater than the uh, animating contest for freedom, go home from us in peace. We seek not your counsel, nor your arms. If you're more worried about being fat, dumb, and happy than you are being free, go away. We don't care. We don't want to. We don't want anything to do with you. Live your 
fat, dumb, and happy life. And hope one day you thank God that there were people that were willing to stand up. Like the, those of us here at the Constitution Study who learned to, to defend and assert not just our rights, but our neighbor's rights. Like those of us in the Patriot Program that are working to educate groups and, and individuals, help us communicate, help us activate to defend our rights. Because if liberty falls here in America, if we are no longer the land of the free because we are no longer the home of the brave, then you've got no place to go, maybe then Antarctica, and live with the penguins, as Besmanov said, but you'll have no one to blame but yourself. We have a choice. We're watching the ship of liberty go down. Will we simply quietly go down with it and drown in tyranny? Or will we fight and scrape and claw for every last breath of freedom we can find? Now, I'm hoping you're clawing with me and you'll come back and join the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard in the iHeartRadio network. Listen to the podcast. The episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen in your favorite podcast app. But please, subscribe to the show. Leave us, leave us ratings and reviews so others can find us as well. Find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But please, share them. By doing so, by spreading those seeds, you help to share the blessings of liberty. <laughs>